Fed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. I am Dr. Jimmy Christman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. Each week, I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Well, I'm excited to welcome to the podcast this afternoon, Jackie Collum. She is a junior high and high school teacher in Dumas, Texas, uh, with the Dumas Independent School District. Um, But she's been teaching for six years, and I'm really excited to have her because she runs an awesome blog that I have kept up with for some time. So this is exciting to to be able to chat with you. Welcome to the show. And uh, we just love to hear a little bit about your story and kind of your journey to where we are right now with your career. Uh, Yes, Jimmy. Uh, Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Kind of nervous. But I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while and um, was really excited for the opportunity. Um, I am a high school and now this year a junior high theater teacher um, in Dumas, Texas. And so we live in the panhandle of Texas. Um, It's the most northern part of Texas in Amarillo. Um, and I commute out to Dumas every day, um, which is about a, an hour drive. And so um, we've we've been here for six years in the Panhandle, um, and we we moved here from uh, San Angelo, Texas. Um, that's where I went to school and met my husband there. Um, I started off in in college. I actually started off as a music major and wasn't really even thinking about theater. And um, I always loved doing theater, especially in, in high school, um, but I never thought about doing it as, as my career um, until I started getting involved. Um, I, was, I, I, I auditioned as a freshman um, for our production of West Side Story um, and ended up getting the role of Maria. And so as a freshman, I, it just, I don't know, it lit me up inside way more than being a, being a music teacher ever did. And so from there on, I knew that was, that was what I was meant to do. That's so interesting. Cause I, I, I don't know if I've ever shared on the show that that's what I originally wanted to go to college for as well. Uh, oh, really? For music. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know things work out the way they're supposed to because I didn't get into the program. And then for that first like semester, I was like, what kind of teaching career am I going to do? Because I had a teaching scholarship. I had to do something. And then it was in that first uh, theater ed class that I had creative drama. And I was in front of a group of kids and I was like, okay, this, I get this now. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how your about your um, your programs that you're currently um, working with right now, and, and a little bit about your, uh, I guess the right words, transition and, and addition of of junior high to your to your uh, workload and what you do. Uh, yeah, um, well, this year we started junior high. Um, when I started in Dumas six years ago, the program was was very de- neglected. Um, and it didn't, it, it existed, but it didn't, it didn't have someone that wanted to, to care about it and make it grow. And so that was what I started with was like, I, I really want to grow this program and make it what it can be and read it, reach its potential. And so, um, I worked with my administrators, um, and kind of slowly started to show them what we are capable of and what we could build and the value of it, what the kids are going to get out of it. Um, and so 
we we've worked slowly. It's been a slow process of just building it and and getting the kids involved by having them buy into it and continue to return every year. Um, and so, you know, about three years in, I said to my um, school to my school board and my my superintendent that something really important would be to start them earlier. Um, we really need to get them started earlier in theaters, kind of learn the basics when they're a little bit younger. And so we started the process of trying to get a junior high program started. Um, and so we finally got approval for that for this year. Um, and it's it has been crazy, um, but it's been a lot of fun just getting to know that the younger age group, it's they're so different yeah. and it's it's been it's been wild, but I've loved it. So well, I, I have a couple of questions from that, but the first one I want to ask is how did you get them to listen to you and actually add that program? Because I know there are teachers all over the country who I, they want middle school programs, they want elementary programs. Talk about that, that, uh, that communication process and what that was like. Um, so a lot of what I did, first of all, I had, I have an amazing principal. He's, he's not our principal anymore. He's, he's been, um, promoted to one of our, our superintendents, but he was awesome and very supportive of me. And so, you know, we talked every year about my goals and what I wanted to see for the program. And that was something that I really, really pushed and emphasized is we need a junior high program. Um, and so I, I did a lot of um, talking to other junior high and high school programs, um, talking to those educators that are running those successful programs and just asking them, you know, like, what what does your program look like? What do you do? What do you, you know, how, how do you get your administrators on board? I, I did a lot of that. Um, and I brought all of that information to, to my school board and showed them, you know, look at these schools that are comparable to us. You know, our, our school district is very big about, we want to be the best. We want to be the best that we can be. We want to give our best to our kids. And I said, look, look at what these schools are doing for their, for their kids. Our kids deserve that too. And so that, and it was a, it was kind of a lengthy process getting them on board, but they finally really, really bought in. Um, We, we also did some things like we went and we, did some little like duets and um, presentations where we'd perform for the school board just to, to show them like, look, these kids are awesome. Look what they can do. Um, we want to come to you and show them what, what, what they can do. So we, we did a little bit of that too. That's awesome. That's awesome. So is that, was that researching and bringing the data to them and, yeah. you know, and, and we as theater teachers don't like to use those words very often, but, <laughs> yeah. but that's what you got to do. Sometimes you've got to speak the education speak and, and, really reach a, reach across and, and talk their language so they, they listen. Well, tell me a little bit about um, when you when you inherited um, the high school program and um, kind of what you what you share with me, the rehabilitation of that program. Um, what was that like? And I know you said um, you've been working for the last bit to to really create that buy in with your students. And I'd love to know how you're doing that. Um, yeah, that that poor program, um, when I started there, um, the, the teacher that left, um, kind of left on bad terms and it was just, it was hard. Um, and when I got in there, you know, there was a lot of kids that were just really hurt by everything that happened. And so I went in there and I really tried my best to not be negative about what it was or what the teacher did. You know, I really, I didn't, I didn't, 
let anyone talk badly about the former teacher. I said, you know, that's that's not where we're going. Um, and it's it's not helpful. It's hurtful, you know. And so that was that was my big thing was just going in there and saying, like, guys, you know, we're starting something new that's going to be wonderful. Um, and we've, we've got to start off on a, a positive note. Um, and so I, I really didn't want to go in there and be this this person that was like, we're doing things my way. And that teacher was awful. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to bring that to them. Right. Um, and so it was, it was kind of a healing process, I think for them. Um, and so we, we, um, what I started with, with the kids was really just kind of building those relationships with them. Um, I, I worked on getting to know them as people first. Um, and kind of learning, you know, what, why are you part of theater? What do you love about it? What, what lights you up about it? Um, just making those connections with them. And I think that building those relationships first was, was really what, what helped me to get kids to come back year after year was that they knew that, you know, before we did anything else that, that they had me and um, that I was, I was their, their teacher, their, their mentor, um, they, they started calling me their mom. And so that's just been, I've, I've been their mama and that's, that's what they all call me now is mama. And so it, it, it just, you know, build, building that, that bond with them, that family bond, you know, just kind of emphasizing we're a family and this is your place to come to be, to be safe and to be in the family. That's, that's really what, what I think sealed the deal for us. Well, I, and I, we're going to talk about your blog in just a minute, but I know on your blog, you say that you, you know, you love gummy bears and Mr. Rogers and I mean, Mr. Ro- that, that was the crux of what he was, what he was about was that was those relationships and, and forming those relationships with people and letting they, they, as long as they know they genuine, that you genuinely care about them, then that trust can be built. And, mm-hmm. and I love the words that you, you've been using as you've described the, that the rebuilding of the program is the, like the healing and, and, and to do that, you've got, you've got to have that trust. And, and I think we as theater teachers have a fabulous opportunity to do that. And I think we do it better than anybody else in the building personally. Um, <laughs> yes. But, uh, but, but that, that's awesome to hear. Um, and, and how are things now? I mean, obviously you've got an extra program on your plate now and, and things are building, but how are, how, how are things with your kids? Um, they're awesome. Um, they're, they're really what's getting me out of bed every morning because some of this, the stuff that we're dealing with, with, with the, you know, the virus and and all of the precautions and all of that, it's it's really stressful on the teachers. And I'm seeing that in all of my coworkers that they're just they're just stressed and they're overwhelmed and it's it's weighing on them heavily, just almost like almost like they are taking that responsibility to keep their kids safe. They're taking it on themselves, and so um, I'm feeling that really hard. Mm-hmm. And the kids are, they're awesome. And just getting, getting out of bed and going to school every day, they're, they're the reason why I do that. Um, this year, actually, I, I have a co-director that is helping me now. I'm not by myself. And so it's, I've really just been working on kind of incorporating him into everything and making him feel welcome. And it's, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. That's awesome. And are the kids taking well to him? They are. Yeah. They're, they're being very welcoming of him. And they, I, I feel like they, they knew that I, I, I struggled a lot with guilt, with teacher guilt, just because I, there wasn't always enough of me to go around. Um, I was always juggling, trying to help my, 
technicians and help my, you know, just be there for everybody. And it was hard. And, and so they, they knew how guilty I would feel sometimes. And so I think, I think because of that, they've, they've been very welcoming of, of a second person. Well, and I think you, you've probably helped establish or, or you've probably opened doors for them to be able to trust that, you know, if, if Miss Column trusts this person enough to bring him in, then he, he, he's gotta be good, you know? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, well, I feel like I might be jumping all over the place here, but I you you brought up um, how sometimes we feel there's well you specifically that there wasn't enough of you to go around, and um, I know that you're also um, very big into wellness and self care. Um, mm-hmm. So how in the midst of feeling that way, um, how how did you take care of yourself, and how do you take care of yourself? Oh my goodness! So that's such a tough question. I feel for for all of us because mm-hmm. um, it's 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 been a process and it's hard. And I think I'm still I'm still working on it and working on myself because I I do sometimes feel like I still fail at taking care of myself. Um, but I really I try to remind myself that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I feel like my kids deserve me as at my best. They deserve me. Um, when I'm on and I'm, I'm there for them and I'm, I'm at my best. And so I feel like I can't do that. And I can't be that person if, if I'm not doing some things to take care of myself. Um, and so I really, this year I've really been trying, you know, to try to get enough rest and make sure to drink enough water and just kind of the, those simple basic things, make sure that I make some time in the day to just sit down and eat something really quickly. Kind of those basic things. Um, those are important. They and, are. And when we get busy, we forget to do those yep. things. So um, another thing I've been doing is um, kind of reflecting and trying to um, talk, uh, write, write down, like maybe journal when I, when I have time, like some gratitude, things that I'm grateful for, or just simple things. Um, and that's really helped me uh, mindset wise, um, just reflecting on what, what I have that I, to be thankful for the things that I should be grateful for. So, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about your blog. You uh, you have a, a website, backstagedreamer.net, um, and there is lots of stuff on there that um, I think our listeners, if they've never checked it out, they're going to want to. Um, so talk a little bit about the the blog and, and kind of what all we can find on there and why you did it. Um, I, I've been wanting, I've been blogging for a while, but I've never specifically blogged about like creativity and theater. Um, and so I've been blogging on, on there for a couple of years now. Um, and I really wanted it to be about kind of creativity and like for, for creative folks, those that kind of identify as quote unquote creatives, you know, <laughs> and really talk about, um, that process. Cause I feel like we're all, you know, we're all so different. We all have like different things that really make us great. Um, and so that was, that was my thing. And I wanted to focus on, um, you know, what, what about life makes things, um, worth living? What makes, what makes you light up inside? And I feel like for a lot of us, that's theater, um, is what fills us up and lights us up. And so I wanted, I wanted to write about that, um, and kind of how, how that, how theater does that for me. Um, so that's, that's basically what I, what I write about on my blog. I, I I was, I, I, I read your blog all the time and I, I love the latest post about, um, I believe it's the night owl, uh, versus the, the morning person. And as I was reading that, I was like, this is 
me and my husband upside one side down the other because I am the morning person. He does not understand how I can just jump out of bed and go. And then he's the late night. He's the the creative one, um, the crafty one. And and so I I it really brought me joy to read that because uh, I I just made that connection instantly as I was reading it. <laughs> Um, Definitely. Now, and you also um, create some things through your Etsy shop um, yes. with the same name, right? Yes, same name. Yeah. Yes. And they're Broadway themed um, yes. crafts and original things, yeah? Um, so it's it's a sticker shop right now. I'm kind of wanting to jump into some other other crafts as well. Um, but it's pretty, pretty fairly new. I've only been I've only been open for business for a couple of months. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of a slow build, but I know that, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll take some time to kind of build that up, but, um, it's, it's been really fun, um, doing kind of Broadway inspired stickers. So, um, I did, um, I just did some Hamilton stickers, um, with those really cute characters, um, and kind of my interpretation of those characters, um, in sticker form. And they've been, they've been really popular. So awesome. that's, that's been a lot of fun. Good deal. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I want, might want to do like a little shop of horrors or Phantom of the Opera stickers next. So well, that's be kind fun. of where I'm headed. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, with all the, the the crafty things that you've you've got going on and the, the creative things that you write about, um, you you share with me that you'd love to talk about the your the technical theater work that you do with your kids and um, and the really cool things that you do with them, and you don't have to have a ton of money. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. talk about that for me. Okay. Um, well, when I first started teaching, I, you know, coming from, coming from a, a formal program where we would, we would, we had the money and we had the, the resources to build everything. Um, going into this at Dumas, we have, um, it's kind of, it's a title one school. And so it's kind of the lower poverty um, end of the spectrum of, uh, for the the kiddos and the socioeconomic status, and so you know we we do have a lot of support from our school district, but um, you know some of some of these schools have really really big budgets for their their sets and their you know they can rent things and they can they can just build really big stuff, and and that's awesome for them. I just you know you got to work with what you're given when when you're at in, in the public school. And so I, I really wanted to think about how could, how could we build some really cool things for the, for the kids, um, but not spend a lot of money. So, um, when I first started teaching, I, I was scared and, and, and nervous. And so I went to this, this theater workshop for, um, for it's, it's called UIL in Texas. Um, I went to this theater workshop and, um, um, one of, one of my, um, kind of mentors. She, her name's Mandy Connor. Um, she works in Waco and she did a, a presentation. It was called like trashy thinking, I think. Trashy thinking. And she talked all about how she built uh, everything. You know, she'd see something really cool on Broadway and say, okay, how can we build that with cardboard and hot glue guns? And she did a whole workshop on that, you know, costume pieces that you, you see a really cool hat that you like, but it's, you know, $5,000. Let's build it out of cardboard. Um, and that, that just, that sparked something in me. And I was, and ever since then, that's, that's been where I've gone. We build a lot of, 
a lot of a lot of everything that we do. We build pretty much all of our set pieces using recyclables. Um, so last year we did uh, Into the Woods, and so we built you know like our at the beginning with the Baker's um, Bakery and Cinderella's house and and Jack's mom. We built all of those little. Um, vignettes we built those using cardboard and and foam like styrofoam um and they turned out really awesome so um and it, it was just stuff that we asked parents hey do you have cardboard do you have styrofoam you know do you, what kind of junk that you would normally throw away um do you have it and so we've we've kind of become a hoarder just because <laughs> i have mountains of of all of this stuff all of the cardboard just stashed in any little nook and cranny that I can find in my, in my classroom, but it's, it's been a lot of fun, um, just creating with, with stuff like that. When I, uh, when I directed Tarzan with my students, uh, when I was still teaching high school, we, um, that was the year we entered that show in what, what what's called the Bloomies and that's in the, the Carolinas and it's the kind of the, the regional level before the Jimmy awards. And we, we won best set that year. Uh, for Tarzan at the at the Bloomies, and it was just really funny to look at my kids. And when we left, and we grabbed pizza afterwards, they were like, "We just won best set, and we just had a bunch of cardboard boxes on the stage, and they had no idea." I'm like, "You're right. Be proud of that." <laughs> we had so much cardboard in my classroom too. I can I re- I remember that vividly. <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit about um the your musical theater program and and how you built that and how that came to be uh yeah um my first year of teaching in dumas you know we we did kind of a musical review where we just did little scenes from from musicals um and and it was a lot of fun but i you know i really wanted to to jump into doing full-scale musicals and so i um i kind of kind of got to know our choir directors at the school a little bit better and talked to them and was like, hey, is this something that that y'all would be interested in kind of doing a, a annual collaboration with us on, you know, as a team? That way it could be kind of a dual um, fundraiser for both of us. You know, you would we would split the profits from from the musical for both of us. Um, and they they jumped on board with that. And so um, we the first year we did a like a junior version of um, Pirates of Penzance. And um, it it was so much fun just kind of getting that started. It was it was crazy and it was a learning process because we we made a ton of mistakes, but um, we we really enjoyed it. Um, and I don't know if I would if I went back in time I would do Pirates of Penzance as, as my first musical, <laughs> just because it was kind of, it was difficult. Music the music yeah. was difficult and we, you know the set was massive. But um, I'm glad we did it because it really we just jumped in with with feet first and and really enjoyed that. Um, we the the thing that I did that year was I said I, I said that we really needed a booster club to help fundraise for this, and so we started a a booster club that year to raise the money to put the musical on. So that was a big thing was just getting the funding to to be able to do musicals. Um, but it it was very successful. Well, talk, talk a little bit about the, the 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 building and forming the booster club and and fundraising as well, because that's a mm-hmm. necessary evil that we all have as theater <laughs> teachers, and we hate to talk about it, but it's, it's yes. needed. 
<laughs> um, so for the booster club, um, I really kind of, what I did was, uh, the choir, the choir directors, they had an already established booster club. Um, and we shared a lot of kiddos that were in both choir and theater. And so I went to their booster meeting and just talked to them and said, you know, we really need a booster club for theater as well. And kind of just told them, you know, this is, this is what we really want to see happen for the kids. I feel like um, they deserve a musical theater program. They deserve a booster club to support them. Um, just kind of making the case for them. And, you know, the, the parents were really, really on board um, at that time and um, jumped in and said, yes, let's, let's get it started. Um, and so what we, what we did that year, and we've done it every year since is we, um, with the booster club, we went out into the community and asked um, businesses and individuals um, if they would sponsor us. And so we, we called it a sponsorship. They'd buy a sponsorship and we would um, put them on our posters and say, these are our, our, our patrons. Um, and we put them like in different levels, depending on how much they contributed, you know, like the, the top level would, would be something really, really special. Um, and then, you know, the businesses that contributed um, a certain amount, we would put them in our program. We'd do ads, we sold ads. And so um, just doing that, going out into the community every year, we've, we've been able to raise enough money to put our musical on and um, with ticket sales, make a really good profit. So um, that's, that's kind of our strategy for our musical. Um, and the, the community never has never hesitated to support us. So that's just, that's been a learning thing for me because I've always been kind of nervous to ask people for money. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things. If you don't ask, they don't know that you have the need. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, when when we started our booster club at, at my last school, it 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 really kind of hit me in the face that parents want to help. They want to be a part, and they're just they're waiting for you to ask them. Yes. And and if you do, they're going to step up and help. Um. So for my advice for teachers if, if you know if you're pondering doing that just do it you've just ask for the help and and you know you we we can't do it alone and if we try then that's when we're going to get to burnout and we're, there's not enough of us to go around um, yeah, so definitely. ask those parents for that help you i know texas is a huge um educational theater state um and you've yeah. got big competitions and and all kinds of things going on. So can you talk a little bit about um, your, your involvement with that and, and kind of your thoughts on that? Uh, yes. Um, so you, uh, Texas does a UIL and they compete um, and they're really, really big about competing. Um, just kind of like all of the different sports, you know, very competitive and they want, they want to see that the results from that. Um, and at first, when I first started teaching, I, I struggled a little bit with the idea of, a play being, being a competition, you know, and how does, how would that be fair? How would that be, you know, comparing different plays to each other? How would that be fair? I struggled a lot with that. Um, but I eventually kind of saw that, you know, the value in that and what they, what the kiddos were getting out of that experience. Um, they were building a team and a family and going through the different levels of competing and so I, I, I did see the value in that and that it, it it's important for them to, to be part of that. Um, and so we compete every year 
Um, we do a varsity play that competes and then we're, we're also doing a JV play that they don't compete, but they go through all of the steps, all the motions that the varsity does um, just to get their feet wet and get them involved too. So they're not just sitting, you know, not, not doing anything. We want to get all of our kids involved if they want to be part of it and take them. We, we do like a, where we take them to like a festival where they get a, uh, a critique from somebody that gives them things. These are things you need to work on to be better. These are the things that you're rocking and you're doing awesome on. Um, I feel like that's important to get them in front of, in front of qualified people that will give them that feedback. And so we do that every year. Um, and I know all Texas theater teachers, we, we talk about the UIL competition. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. And I don't think I realized how big a deal it was until <laughs> I jumped into it. So um, we're also doing uh, for UIL, we do theatrical design. It's a contest as well. Um, we just started that last year. And so um, we had two state qualifiers for um, costume design for that that contest and that was that was a huge thing um, for our school district to have those two state qualifiers um, we didn't really get to continue competing because of everything that happened with covid unfortunately but that was that was really awesome to ha- to see what they could do with that contest i can't help but believe just from what i know about you and, and our conversation so far that um you are a teacher who who hangs your success and and your worth and your program's worth on those competitions um that i i if i'm wrong please correct me but i i think you, <laughs> you probably have a very healthy approach to that yeah and that's hard oh yeah it is hard to, <laughs> just because there's you know there's a lot of pressure on us to make sure that we're successful and so i I go into it just thinking about what are, what are the kids going to get out of this? And, you know, why is it important that we do this? Um, And yes, we want to win. We want to be the best play. We want to be competitive, but, you know, first and foremost, the experiences that they're getting, the, the connections that they're building with each other, that's, that's the important thing about them, them doing this, doing the contest. Um, And so it's, you know, it is a results based thing where we we want to see results but what I've done just to kind of keep my sanity is to go into it every year saying I just want to see improvement um if we're not the best that's okay as long as we've improved as long as every year we get better and we you know something that we were weak last year is has improved then I think it's a success for us so that's kind of how I've I've gone into into this and and every year I have seen improvement yeah i i've i've made no bones about i my my frustration with competition with theater is competition um (laughs) but i i i i agree i think there is value in getting feedback from someone who is outside and you're you know sometimes your kids need to hear that someone else said something that you said 45 times and they didn't (laughs) hear it but they heard it that time from some from a stranger and um be going in knowing that all I want is for you to do your best when you get up there. And if we've done our best and if we've done the best of our best when we get up there, that's all I can ask of you. And, and if whatever we walk away with, we walk away with whatever we don't, we have the pride that we represented our school and ourselves the best possible. Yes. Yeah. 
what what are you currently working on with your kids? Because I know you're in you you are lucky enough to be face to face with your kids. Um, so what are what are you all working on right now? So for the high school, um, and there's been a little bit of controversy about this because I know everyone's kind of on the uh, on different sides of the fence on should we continue to have rehearsals or not. Um, we decided to go ahead and have rehearsals with precautions and being careful. And we're going to see how things go and just play it by ear. Um, we are currently trying to do uh, Matilda, the musical. Um, we are working on that right now. We're going slow and, um, you know, kind of doing small groups. And our kiddos, you know, we're, we have shields for them to wear during rehearsal. And we're just being really, really careful. Um and so far we have the support of our parents. You know, we, we met with the parents at the beginning of the school year and told them our goal is to keep them safe, but also allow them to still be kids. And so that's a big part of it is, is keeping them safe, but also allowing them to have, have this moment, have be, be part of the shows that they enjoy. They enjoy being part of theater and, and being, being involved in the shows. And so we, we really want to make that happen. Um, so we're we're trying to have a performance at the end of this, like in November, at the end of this semester. We really have our fingers crossed that things will will go successfully. Um, and if they don't, it's all right. We and we've told them, you know, we're we're gonna play it by ear and see what happens. If we need to postpone until things are a little safer, that's what we'll do, um, and just go from there. So um, it's. I know some people really don't feel comfortable having rehearsals right now. And I completely understand that you have to do what you feel is best for you and your kids. So that's kind of where we're, we're headed right now. Good deal. Well, I, and, and I'm excited. I'm eager to hear your response to this question um, because of your, you getting to be in both worlds of junior high and high school uh, right now. But what, from your view, what do you see as the greatest need in our kids right now? And what can we do as theater teachers to help them? Um, for for my kiddos, what I've seen in them um, that is their greatest need is they really just need to be seen. Um, they need someone to see them and acknowledge them. And I think to see what they're capable of, what their potential is, even if they don't know it yet, um, they need someone to see that and to nurture that and bring that out of them. And also with that, creating a safe space for them to do that, to play and explore, be themselves, be who, you know, whoever they are, whoever they want to be, um, to have that, to have that nurturing, that, that place and have that person that, you know, sees that in them and thinks that they're wonderful and tells them that, you know, you, you're awesome. You, you, you have this talent and you could be amazing. Let's, let's work on that. So that's, that's kind of what I see from my kids, what their greatest need is. Um, I think as teachers, you know, just, just being, being our best, trying to be the best versions of ourselves for our kids and bringing, you know, kind of your A game to your classrooms and your rehearsals um, to be that person for them. Because, you know, if, if you, if you tell a kid, oh, you can do this, I believe in you, they'll, they'll go up, you know, they'll go the mile for you, the extra mile. So, um, I feel like that's that's definitely what I see is the greatest need. 
I think it's a very fair statement that you have because it's, it's across the board, no matter what age our kids are, um, from preschool all the way up through the kids I work with in college. So um, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate hearing that. Um, looking over your career, what is one of one or two of your favorite uh, stories or moments that really stick out to you? The funny stories, horror stories, touching moments that kind of impacted you as a person? I have. I feel like there's so many stories, so many little inside jokes and things like that that we've we've created uh, with our theater fam is what I call them. (laughs) Um, You know, last year was really tough um, with my kids. We were uh, in the middle of getting ready for our UIL competition. Um, We were in the middle of our official rehearsal in the space we were going to compete in. And that's when they announced that schools were shutting down in Texas and everything. And um, I, I remember how scared my kids were and we just, I just pulled them into a huddle and we just hugged and I told him, you know, everything's okay. Um, you are safe. We are going to do everything we can to keep you safe. We're a family. You know, we just cried together and kind of mourned the loss of our show. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people didn't get that moment with their kids. They just, you know, went to, went to spring break or went to, you know, went to the weekend and didn't, they didn't get that kind of final closure that we got. And so that, that was something that was really kind of, you know, it was an awful moment, but it also was like, it was, it was a very deep heartfelt moment for me, you know, very, we got that closure and we got that moment of, you know, it's over, but we're okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a heavy, heavy moment in my career, but I'm, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. I think a lot of teachers ex- experience exactly what you were just talking about, that it just shut down and they didn't get to have that closure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've talked about before when, when, when ISU shut down, um, it was, I, we were, we were doing guys and dolls and we had our closing night, which was a Friday spring break started Saturday and they didn't come back. I, I, I think our yeah. set is actually still up from March on our, our performance <laughs> in our performance center right now. Cause we haven't been able to have people in there to take it down yet. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think that was a really special moment that you got to have with them. That's awesome. All right. Well, my final two questions, and I know you're a listener, you know what they are. Uh, the first one is what is a resource that you're currently using or have used? That's a must have for theater teachers. Um, the first resource that I use, it's, um, it's called Maestro theater. Um, it's, uh, Rick Garcia. He's a really big, um, guy in texas and he has a a maestro theater website um and he his his whole thing is that he teaches like the the connection between the the body the voice and the imagination and so that's been something i've used a lot with my kids and i've started using it a little with my junior high and they just they eat it up they love it um and he he does some great things he he gives like activities and he even does lesson plans if you are interested in that. And so that's been a big one. Um, another thing that I've, I just this year I read, it's the, um, how to teach like a pirate book. Have you, oh, have you yeah, ever heard yeah. of those books? Um, I, I have used that. It's not theater specific, but it's, I just, I love how positive and enthusiastic he is. And that's, that has really helped me because I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of introverted personally. And so I feel I struggle sometimes to bring you know, my A game to class, to the classroom. And so that, that book has just, it, it, it has filled me up and given me so many ideas um, just to be my best as a teacher. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I've heard of that book and I, I've, 
it's been in my Amazon cart for quite some time. I just need to break down and buy it <laughs> so I can read it. Um, and my final question for you, what are your parting words of wisdom for new theater teachers entering this field or that veteran teacher just needing an encouraging word right now? Uh, yeah, um, I think the, the, the most important thing is uh, the work that we do is, as theater teachers is, is so important, um, but it's hard. Um, and it's especially hard right now. And I know that it's, you know, a lot of us are struggling. I see that in my coworkers, but um, a big thing is just to hang on to your why. Why do you do what you do? Uh, why is it important? Why does it matter to you? You know, just looking at your, your students and the lives that you're gonna touch, that's your why, you know, why do you do it? Um, and just use that to keep pushing yourself to be your best for your kids because that's what they deserve. That's really, that's good stuff. Um, I, I just want to say, um, and I I'm, want to harken back to what, what you said before I asked that last question um, about being an introvert. Um, Cause I, I consider myself one as well. And I think we're, we're considered a rarity in, in our field. Cause we're, I I was never that in your face crazy theater teacher, but my kids still knew I loved them and they knew uh-huh. that we were going to do good work and they knew I was going to be their biggest champion, you know, and I was going to be the first to kick their butt when they needed it. But, but I don't, I, I just, I just think, cause I struggle with that too. Am I bringing my a game? Am I, do I have the energy? Am I, you know, am I what my kids need today? But from everything that you've talked about today and just what I've, know about you from your blog your your kids are very lucky and and you should be very proud of the work that you do with them and just the great things that you get out of them thank you thank you for that yeah well i have absolutely loved talking with you it's um i've been a long time i've been wanting to do that and uh, for those listening uh check out jackie's uh blog backstagedreamer.net and you can visit her Etsy shop from there as well, as well as her <laughs> Amazon list of recommendations. Uh, there's lots of good stuff there. So check that out. And Jackie, thank you again for chatting with me today. I've really appreciated it. Thank you. I've really enjoyed this. And Curtin. That's a wrap for this week's episode of Fed Talks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, please find Fed Talks on your favorite podcast provider and subscribe to the show so it automatically shows up in your podcast app each week. Rate us by leaving some stars, review us by saying what you love about the show, and most importantly, share the podcast with those theater educators in your life. Find us on all your favorite social media. We're on Twitter at Theater Ed Talks, Fed Talks on Facebook, and Fed Talks Podcast on Instagram. Visit our website at www.fedtalks.com for all our past episodes and resource lists from the guests you've met on the show. And email me directly by emailing fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. I love to hear your feedback, recommendations for guests on the show, or if you just want to be a guest yourself. Thank you, Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schuster, for the use of your original music that we hear on the show. And thank you for listening and for all you do for your students. I'm Jimmy Chrisman. Join me next week for another great interview. Have a great week.